Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. As Christmas is just around the corner, today's episode is all about Christmas. Christmas is a time where traditionally families come together to celebrate. Christmas should be a time of peace, goodwill and joy. But what about where there is a breakdown in a relationship or there is a cycle of abuse in a relationship? What does this time of the year represent for women and children affected by family violence? On today's show, I am talking about getting through Christmas safely when dealing with family violence. Many people are being called upon to adapt their Christmas plans this Christmas in order to stay safe because of the global health pandemic, which still poses great risks in many parts of the world. But women and children affected by family violence have other safety considerations to contend with. And that's why it is so important that I am talking about this issue with Christmas just around the corner. Firstly, let's talk about staying safe because that is the most important thing. I know what it's like when you are hanging in there by a thread with the relationship, just trying to keep up appearances that everything is normal, happy families, and you have to work so hard to do all the normal things without any support, like get the kids organized, the gifts organized and wrapped, the food planned, purchased and prepared all the trimmings done to make everything look festive and you just have to hope and pray that your abusive partner doesn't turn everything upside down and ruin everyone's peace and joy. I know what it's like when you are separated and still have shared contact with the kids and your abusive ex pulls out of an arrangement to see the children at the last minute, which leaves your kids devastated thinking daddy didn't want to see them at Christmas. And I know what it feels like to move house the week before Christmas in crisis because the last house you were in was not safe enough for you and your children to continue living there. I know what it's like for your kids to be disappointed because there was no real Christmas tree that year because mummy was too tired and stressed to have the wherewithal to find the Christmas tree and decorations in the mountain of unpacked boxes because I didn't have a moment's peace from their dad making us all feel scared all of the time at that stage in our lives. 
And I also know what it feels like to break tradition and change Christmas plans with your family to a random day just to try and have some contact with the family because things have gotten so bad that I didn't have a choice but to flee with the children and had resorted to living in hiding at that time. I also know how much I struggled to keep my children and I safe, especially at this time of the year, which is a time of the year where expectations and emotions run very, very high. There are some basic tips which I can offer you to help you stay safe. Here they are. Tell people what's happening. Let them know you are not feeling safe and you may need to call upon them in protecting you and your children. Try and choose some people you feel safe in keeping this confidence. Trusted friends, your parents, family members, teachers or workmates. Maybe choose a code word to let them know you may need help. If you have not left the relationship but you have concerns about your safety because of abusive behaviours and remember this does not mean just physical forms of abuse. This may be any form of abuse including verbal, psychological, sexual abuse or even neglect. Just please have a safety plan in place in case things escalate. Be ready to call the police for assistance if you need immediate help. Now, if you have left the relationship and you have an arrangement at Christmas where you will see your ex, try not to be alone with your ex. If you are out, go there to wherever you are meeting up and leave there separately. Don't go with him. When children are involved and they have time with your ex on their own over Christmas, give them instructions of what to do in an emergency without filling their heads full of worry. You can just make it more general and say something like, just checking you know what to do in an emergency. I want you to stay safe while you are away or I want to know you know how to stay safe while you're away without making any reference to the person who is causing you concern. Just remind them if they don't feel safe when they are away from home, it is okay to ask for help. This is really, really important for kids just to help them to feel secure, safe and secure. Christmas is a great time for merriment and alcohol is often featured in Christmas celebrations. But if you are worried about your safety, the best favour you can do yourself is to stay sober and alert. Try not to drink or use other drugs. This will help you listen to your feelings. If something doesn't feel right, you will be able to act and get away as soon as you can. If you're inebriated or under the influence, your judgment may be clouded and this may increase your risks of not being able to stay safe. 
Now, I mentioned having a safety plan and this is what I mean by that if you are not familiar with what a safety plan is or looks like. What you need to do is be prepared in case something happens. So it's things like having your mobile, having some money, your keys and important papers super handy if you need to leave at a moment's notice. It's really great to have an excuse prepared so you can leave quickly if you feel uncomfortable or threatened. Always have a mobile phone and extra money handy for a taxi or a phone call if needed. Plan where you will go if you need to leave in a hurry. For example, a friend's or a family member's place and how you will get there. It's really important in these times to have some strategies in place and know ahead of time that you've got a safe place to go to so that if something happens, you're not caught up in the stress and the turmoil of just thinking, what the heck do I do now? Where can I go? And you lose precious time because you haven't got a plan in place. So this is why I emphasize how important it is to give some thought to these sorts of things ahead of time and have some strategies in place just in case you might need them. So it's a really great idea also to gather together any special things and important documents so they are ready if you need need to take them in a hurry. Like things, these are things like you and your children's birth certificates, bank cards, passports, immigration papers, healthcare cards, or any medication you might need. And keep these things in a safe place, which is easily accessible for you to grab quickly if you need to leave quickly to stay safe. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know that because it's Christmas and I love giving gifts, I have a gift for one lucky listener. When I was going through my stuff, let's call it stuff, with my very dysfunctional and abusive relationship that I was in, I really, really would have loved to have a support person and um, that's why I, you know that I want to be there to support you however I can and you know that I coach women and I have a coaching program. Now my coaching program is the Triumph Over Trials coaching program and it helps women over a three-month period to really transform their lives and to know that they've got somebody there supporting them every step of the way as they work towards their goal to regain control over their lives. And that's why I wanted to give one lucky listener a chance to join my program at no cost. This is completely on me 
as a chance to work with me and have my support over three months. And I just thought this would be a great way for somebody who really feels ready to take that step towards really getting their life back on the right track. And I thought this would be a great opportunity for somebody who is really ready to take that step and get that support and to start doing the work and taking the action that they need to take to stop just dreaming about something different and something better to actually start going after that dream. So there it is. There is the gift. It's wrapped up. It's got a pretty bow on it and it's ready and waiting for somebody who feels ready to take that next step. So all you need to do is to get in contact with me. Just get in contact with me via sandyj.com.au and put in the email that the Christmas gift and it will, I will just do it in order of first come, first receive, okay? So the first person to get in contact with me after listening to this episode who asks to join my program will be the person that will be joining me in 2021 for three months to get their life back on the right track. All right, back to today's program. Now, the next thing is just let's talk about keeping children safe. Let your children know what to do in an emergency. As I said before, it's really good to talk this over with your children. I had a safety plan that I worked over with the kids. And if you think of it like put it in the context of um, safety drills that they do at school where there's a fire escape plan, this is a very similar thing. And hopefully you'll never need to use this, but it is really good to have this in place. And again, when you're explaining things to your children so that they're not too overburdened by the worry of it, you can just explain that if there is an emergency, that this is our safety plan and this is what you need to do. So for instance, it might be just telling them um, if in an emergency that if they can't get to a telephone to call triple zero, if you're unable to do it and they need to do it, that they have a neighbor that they can go to to do this. It might be that you have a safe room in your home, which is a locked room that can keep you safe until the police arrive. These are the sorts of things to talk about. It's having your children know your exits in your house and if one exit is not available for them to use, if they can use the other exit and just talk through these things and get them involved in talking about that plan to see what they think they can do as well because kids are very clever and um, I'm sure that they will have some ideas to contribute to and this helps them to feel more empowered when they can make suggestions to add to this safety plan. So it doesn't need to be a huge, a huge stress thing for your children. 
um, try and pick a moment where you're feeling calm to talk this over with your children so that your worries aren't are not there for your children to to see because when your children see you worried and anxious then they feel less secure and they become understandably more needy Um, so it's a really good if you can just try and have that plan and that discussion of that plan at a time where you're feeling calm just give yourself some space to calm down before you have that conversation with your children Okay, so I think that is about it. Apart from it's also it's really great to have an excuse in place as well as the actual safety plan of calling the police or exiting the home or going to a safety room, but to also have an excuse to make a quick exit. It's great for your children to have thought that through and be able to know that they can use that in the right situation. Now, one other thing when it comes to the home is if you have pets and you need to leave, if you can have already have given some thought to um, worst case scenario, if you need to leave, is there a neighbor that you can leave your pets with or is there a friend that you can leave your pets with because because the, the risks to the pets are there as well if you are not there statistics show that abusive um, partners are there are high risks for your pets if they're left so um, that's really good if you can give some thought to to that okay so next is to keep a contact list and this is really really important Um, just make sure that you have important phone contacts um, in your phone, saved to your phone and also in your bag, in your bag. And you might, whether that's your handbag or it could be a good idea if you've got a an escape bag that's got um, a couple of days worth of clothes and toiletries packed and your important documents in um, to put uh, those contacts a list of those contacts into that bag as well in case anything happens to your phone so you're not at a loss at that time when it's really really important for you to have numbers for your friends and your family members that you can trust, those people who are your safe people, that you also have a contact for a domestic violence service in your area and even that you've got a free counselling online service number to call to of which there are many in different parts of the world that you can access um, and these are available as I said 24 hours a day and they are an absolute lifeline to women in these times of crisis so having a number for one of those services is just one of the most important contacts that you can have saved 
And of course, you know, it's a good idea to have a number for a taxi service saved. And the other thing is just the police. Um, sometimes it's good to have not just your um, emergency number saved, but if you're dealing with a family violence service in the police force to have that number saved to your phone and also to your list of contacts and also your local family I beg your pardon your local police station um, it's great to have a contact for the local police that you can speak to as a second point of call to the emergency service number so they're, they're the main ones but just a reminder that the police are there to help protect you from any more violence. Um, so if you've got a court order in place which prevents your ex from coming near you or harassing you, um, use your order in the way that it was designed to be used, which is to have report any incidents and report any breaches to the order and those reports need to be made your point of reporting is the police so even if it is just a minor a minor breach to your restraining order or your intervention order whatever the term is that um, is used for that order even if it's a minor breach and um, it's important to keep a record of it and to report it to the police the police will tell you um, whether they are going to um, use it immediately or whether they will just keep those um, those records keep reporting everything so that that helps to build a case for you to help you to stay safe and helps them to work effectively on your behalf it's really really important I know um, it's very time consuming and um, it's a horrible thing to be involved with having to do and needing to do but it's a really important part of having the justice system work for you as much as it possibly can. So please don't feel as though you are inconveniencing the police by talking to them about minor breaches. All, all breaches need to be reported. So just moving on now and just... Uh, I just want to, you know, just remind you not to keep things bottled up inside, but to talk to somebody about the abuse. So um, it's really important that you don't go through this all alone. Um, don't stay isolated in your suffering. Talking to someone can help you to work out what to do. Don't feel ashamed. The abuse is not your fault. Tell a friend, a family member or talk it over with somebody outside the situation like the like a helpline, like a free online counselling service which supports women affected by 
family violence. They're there to help you. They talk to women all the time about the issues that you're going through. So please reach out for help and support. And of course, remember, I'm here for you too. Now, if you are in danger, don't hesitate to call the police. As horrible as talking about all of this is, it is just so important and this is such an important time of the year to be talking about these things because when you're forewarned, you're forearmed, you need to have a plan. Please have a backup plan. There are lots of online resources for safety planning. If you just type into a search safety planning for domestic violence, you'll come up with some options which will help guide you with what to do to create a safety plan. And I hope that some of the tips that I have mentioned will also help you to put a safety plan together. If worse comes to worse, you've already thought the worst case scenario through and you have some strategies in place now to help you get through a crisis. I want you to triumph over your trials and that's why I'm talking to you about this tough stuff. Now, I think we've pretty much covered ways to stay safe. I haven't actually touched, I just want to mention, I haven't really touched on stalking and I haven't touched on spyware. There are simple things that you can do and I have a episode earlier on where I did go into some of those um, dangers with technological stalking. But one thing is to turn off location services. I would, if you suspect that you are being stalked and there will be certain indicators that you will see which will be telltale signs that it is possibly happening. It might be that um, your ex is showing um, a knowledge of your text messages, the content of your text messages, or it might be be that he has a knowledge of who you're calling and when you're calling them. It might be that he has a knowledge of when you are at home and when you are elsewhere. And these sorts of things are really good signs that you are probably being stalked with some sort of spyware on your phone. I was advised to just get a new phone and that's not always um, an easy thing if you're struggling financially to just outlay some money to get a new phone to ensure that you're not being stalked with spyware. So I think that there is also another method, um, but please don't quote me on this. As I said, I'm not an expert when it comes to technological stalking and spyware, but I think that if you reset your phone, that is another way to um, lose whatever app might has been embedded on your um, on your device. There you go. There's a, a there's a technical word that I've just used. <laughs> I'm really bad with technology, but I have been victim to um, 
to stalking and to spyware. So I do have first-hand experience with this and and it does increase your risks if you are being stalked in that way when you're trying to have some privacy in your life and um, you don't want your ex knowing your every movement, then um, if you suspect that there's spyware there, it's really good to try and get to the bottom of that as quickly as you can. Um, to free yourself from that um, stalking and that mode of stalking um, because you deserve to have that freedom. You deserve to be able to come and go freely um, as, as you wish without the worry of somebody stalking your every move. All right, so now I think, you know, I just really wanted to talk about that topic because I know that um, there's so many ways in which we need to adapt to try and stay safe and this is one of those really high risk times of the year which you know it's a very important time of the year for for us and for our children and you know if we can we don't want anything spoiling our Christmas we don't want um, we don't want it to be disrupted. We don't want to be feeling as though we're unsafe at that time of the year because of the problems that we're and the challenges that we're facing because of an abusive partner. I just want to take a quick break to tell you about a little competition I am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle into your day and help you feel special and valued. I believe every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power. So once a month, I'm giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener. Here's what you need to do to go into the draw. Just write a review on your favorite podcast app, paste it onto your Facebook stories and tag me, Sandy Johnston. Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. The next thing I wanted to talk about is about some ways to give your children something to light them up at Christmas with joy because that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. It's just absolutely priceless seeing children and how lit up they are at Christmas time, how excited they are about Santa coming. And it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful time of the year. So understandably, you, you know, you'll want to try and preserve that for your kids however you can. So if you've got a baby or even a toddler, this is super, super easy for you. You can give a toddler a box filled with nothing but a cheap bouncing ball and they will be over the moon with happiness. They will get as much joy out of the empty box <laughs> that the ball was in Um and they'll find a million uses for that box because they have 
such fantastic imaginations and they'll love the box maybe more than they love the toy that you've given them. So save your pennies for essentials with young children and don't put yourself under pressure about buying them oodles of presents because um, young children are so easy to please with simple and inexpensive things. It does get a bit trickier once they go to school as kids like to talk about what they got for Christmas and birthdays and bouncing balls um, just don't cut it anymore unless they're into basketball and they get a new basketball. But this is the time when it becomes more important to find gifts that fill those wishes that children put in their letters to Santa. But rest assured, no matter what the circumstances, children don't generally get everything they wish for. Just think about it. There's a girl who's wishing for a pony at the top of her wish list and she lives in a tiny apartment. It's not likely to happen, but maybe she might get a pony ride as a special treat. So don't feel bad if you are not ticking the big expensive things off the list. Just do your best to keep some of the Christmas magic alive. Take some time out to watch some Christmas movies together. Go for a drive at night to see all the pretty Christmas lights. These things cost nothing but ignite the Christmas spirit in you and your children. Doing simple things like baking Christmas biscuits together are the things memories and traditions are made of. I know what it's like to scramble through thrift shops for gifts for my children because I had lost everything in the narcissistic relationship I was in. So this is a great time to remember that the most expensive gift is not necessarily the best gift. There is nothing to be gained from beating yourself up because you feel bad because you know other parents will be spending ridiculous amounts of money on Christmas presents for their children. Chances are there are two working parents in this situation and the more and they more than likely have a significant line of credit that they are servicing to provide their children with these lavish gifts. Just try your best to give your children something which will mean something to them, which shows you know who they are. And most importantly, that they matter to you. Just for example, I have one child who is an avid artist, so I always make sure I buy her a new visual art diary to sketch in every year. She always lights up knowing I know what is important to her when she gets this gift, and it hasn't cost me much. So just that's just one example and you know your child and you know what your child is passionate about doing. So try and just speak to that passion and give them something that is really meaningful to them. A great idea to 
have money in reserve for next Christmas. Sorry, it's not for this Christmas, but this is a great idea. It's just to open a Christmas account with a bank, which you cannot withdraw from until the beginning of November. If you can deposit as much as $20 a week consistently, you will have close to $900 by the time you can access the funds to spend on Christmas and Christmas gifts and take the pressure off. Another idea to get some gifts your children may really want is to lay by months and months ahead of Christmas when there are sales. Just make sure that it is not going to break your budget with other necessary expenses. You don't want to run into trouble with paying off a lay by and lose it. So Children can still find the magic at Christmas time in the most crazy, stressful times. So try not to stress about it too much. Six years ago, I went into a refuge with my children on Christmas Eve under the name of Mary because my abusive partner had tracked us down when we were living in hiding. So I know what it is like to spend the night in a motel with one bed with three children laying side by side with me telling them stories to try and calm their nerves so they would drift off to sleep while I was a literal nervous wreck. And yet I still tried to give my kids some sort of joy on Christmas Day by surprising them with some presents to open on Christmas morning. I had managed to grab the gifts in the 10 minutes I had back at our house with a police escort to whisk the gifts up and take them with us to the motel. To tell you the truth, I was so shell-shocked I couldn't tell whether the kids were happy with their gifts or not at that time. And then I had the task of having to leave the cover of the motel with the children on Christmas Day to try and find food because everything was closed for Christmas Day. Instead of a turkey with all the trimmings, we found a noodle box open and shared two boxes of noodles for Christmas. My kids have said that this was their favourite Christmas, which just absolutely blows my mind because it was my worst nightmare really but for them it was an adventure my point is just try and do the best with what you can and what you've got and make your kids feel loved and special I've seen a lot and I've had to humble myself a lot too I know what it is like to receive gifts for my children and a Christmas hamper from charitable organisations because they knew I had been struggling to make ends meet after going through a second relocation after fleeing a second time. I encourage you to tap into charitable supports. Let organisations know that you have been struggling. See if you are eligible for any assistance or hampers. Ask online counselling services if they know of anywhere where you can get a Christmas dinner if you find yourself stranded. These organisations exist to provide people with their basic needs while leaving their dignity intact. 
I know what it is like to be stressed because of the worry that my abusive partner might be doing something to hurt us at Christmas. I know what it feels like to live with these worries and to try to function normally despite them. As long as we're talking about pressures, I just want to chat about how to keep the kids happy when you are under strain because this is a huge consideration and I know that I've already mentioned a couple of things but just make sure that you are meeting some of the most important basic needs of your own. I'll just use the example of flying in a plane and if the plane goes down you are told to put on your oxygen mask first and then look after your children. If you are not getting air, you will not be able to take care of your children. And that's why it is so vital that you do take care of yourself so that you can be the strong person that they need to depend on. So make sure you are doing what you need to do to keep yourself alive and functioning so you can be there to look after and support your kids. In high stress times, your children will demand more of you rather than less, which would be your ideal to help you cope and manage the complex issues you are dealing with. Just when you feel like you really need some space, you may find your child or children seem to be under your feet. They pick up on your insecurities, which makes them seek more security from you. Now, this is an old technique, but a goodie, okay? Just try counting to 10 before you react when your child is demanding more than you feel you can give then try and speak calmly. This will help both you and your child. I know this is often one of those things that is so much easier said than done, but try and negotiate your needs from a place of calm and give them reassurance that you will meet their needs too. And try and have some age-appropriate activities on hand to distract them and give you that space that you need. So give them things that they can either do on their own to keep them entertained, like drawing and colouring are both really, really calming and therapeutic activities. Or building blocks like Lego are really fantastic to engage the mind and ignite the imagination Or if you've got a spare few minutes and it doesn't have to take long, you can play a simple game like Snap, which will help you connect with your child and help you both calm down, relax and have a bit of fun together. So um, I Spy is another great game which can help to diffuse stress. Kids love this game and if they are not up to the spelling stage in their development, try using colours like I spy something that's green. The strategy of deflecting works brilliantly at any age. If we refocus on something positive, we can diffuse or disempower the worry which has been consuming us. 
You deserve love, peace, joy, and goodwill. And from the bottom of my heart, I hope you find it this Christmas. I wish you all the very best. I send you all my love. I wish you and your children to have a safe, peaceful and happy Christmas. I hope that you found this episode helpful. You know, my aim is to help support you through the challenges you face. I wish you a Merry Christmas. Stay well and stay safe, my dear. The top 10 takeaways for the Christmas episode I have just really focused on the safety tips mostly. So number one, have safe people who you can turn to in a crisis. Number two, have a safety plan to be prepared in case something happens and you need to leave. Number three, talk that safety plan over with your children when you are feeling calm. Number four, Call the police if you need immediate help. Number five, make sure your children know what to do in an emergency. Number six, stay sober to stay alert. Number seven, have an excuse prepared in case you need to leave because you are feeling unsafe. Number eight, plan somewhere you can go in a hurry like a friend's or a family member's. Number nine, keep a contact list of safe people and supports in your phone and in your emergency bag. Number 10, the most expensive gift is not necessarily the best. Try and give something which will mean something to your children. Don't stress about the small stuff. And that's it. Merry Christmas. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. 
Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow. Hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.